welcome again to another episode from uh, Global S&OP Community Many Bites. And today we have a lovely and a great uh, um, influencer on LinkedIn and one of the best influencers in supply chain and S&OP, Dr. Mudassar. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ahmed Khaled. It's been a pleasure. I'm actually very excited to see your equipment. It's super cool, man. You invest a lot of money. I'm impressed. Very impressed. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you again in the show. And uh, today, I know that I will try to consume your lovely values and we'll speak about the SQ rationalization. SQ rationalization, I believe that it's one of the most challenging uh, process or uh, points that, that it's faced by the supply chain. Before jumping into the SQ rationalization, can you give us what is the meaning of SQ rationalization from supply chain point? Cool, simply. So when you work for any manufacturing or distributor or wholesaler, there's far too many SKUs, right? And there's whole, whole, let's call it psychological pressure from the sales guys. The more product we have to sell, have on the catalog, the more product we're going to sell. And because of this, the people keep adding product and more product and more product and a new product, which is, you know, replacing the old product. But nobody actually rationalized that. So product SQ rationalization is, is simply put, is analyzing that uh, how much is your catalog or product portfolio, which ones are actually you still selling it, is still on to the, let's call it from the early to mid life cycle, which is about to die and you should replace them or shut down those SKUs. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I think that you open a point where uh, a lot of supply chains and businesses, you know, they live in this dilemma. They think that well, once we have a lot of SQs, introduce a lot of SQs here, then we will have uh, massive profits in in their portfolio. But actually, there there is misleading data here. So, because I'll, I'll talk maybe a little bit from FMCG companies from this portfolio. Actually, you have, let's start from the downstream side. You have, when you go in front of the shelf, you have a fixed shelf shelf, mm -hmm. okay? And this de determined def definitely based on your power with the retailer. So uh, don't ever think that when you have a bigger portfolio, think about the shelf. It's You have a fixed share of shelf or a fixed space on the shelf itself. And when you have a fixed share of shelf and you have multiple products, then if you have another product, you need to replace it with another product. So the mix of the SQs, will be cannibalized from the current ones, the new one will cannibalize from the, the other ones. And this, you will not have this hit right now because many, the supply chain has a lot of complicated network. And this happened, you know, by default, if you don't plan it, it will happen appear or appearing after a time and you don't know why. Some of the SQs that begins with B class, then it will be C class one time because the cannibalization happened. And this force you to rationalize because as you said at the beginning this will 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 screw up your supply chain cost and nobody is looking at it from that way which is makes sense thank you again dr mudassar so uh i want to ask you also from the the other perspective what is the the benefit i would say from the sq rationalization from a business or supply chain perspective the biggest benefit i think is uh, having the right product at the right time kind of thing right so if you got uh, it, the biggest pressure or what i've seen in my experience is for the old product you get too much inventory right you bought something you're not selling the the whole cycle without wheel scenario right so if you want to sell cycles you need wheels but the problem is there are only two wheels right uh, so from you need to have those two wheels in stock and then this this goes and goes so i work for an electrical company 
they used to sell switch socket smoke directors and all this but the thing is if you look around your room right you will see maybe five or six switches right mm-hmm. where you see one smoke director but you need that one smoke director in the room to sell the switches and this is this is one of the things then people say if i don't have my smoke director i cannot sell my switches i'm, I'm not really sure about that but so the point is is having first negative impacts too much inventory right mm-hmm. with the sqs you're not selling the c's and d's right mm-hmm. The second is the if you are not rationalizing it, then you can't come up with the right stocking policy, right? Mm-hmm. So what is your made to you know the runners and repeaters, your ABC analysis? What should be made to stock? What will be made to order? What will be assembled to order, right? Because the whole idea for your B's and C's class products should be assembled to order. That means you can buy the component and basically either do time postponement or or, or basically uh, product postponement, right? So so understand if you don't have rationalization, you can't decide. what is your stocking policy then leads to what should be your safety stock level and what the last one which is i think the most underestimated is what lead time you're offering because not because everybody wants everything to be offered in one day two days five days off the shelf but this is not possible not all product or 100000 products you sell is on the shelf all the time right so once you do the re, you know sq uh, rationalization then you can define the proper lead time which will lead to the right stocking policy which leads to the right offering the on time to promise which will lead to the right uh, inventory levels yeah, yeah. just how have, have you ever uh, had this situation when you have a list of sqs and uh, you got you got to rationalize you have some proposal for those sqs yeah. and you just propose it for the business and what would be the response from the business when you just propose this how you you are convincing them because why i'm asking you this question when we have this from a perspective of supply chain maybe we can look at it from as you said um c class and maybe the higher inventory uh, cost maybe carrying cost maybe it's c class sqs maybe higher moq business waste all of that stuff from supply chain but when it comes and present this stuff to the business uh some of the marketing and sales they would oppose how how can you convince them about this because not all of the excuses maybe it will be accepted from their side but ha- what are the strategies that you can use them to convince them yeah i believe the securitization should be part of product life cycle mm-hmm. so all the product managers in any business you work they they own the product life cycle right mm-hmm. so whenever they doing the product life cycle review rationalization should be in that agenda so it should not be just supply chain agenda right so in that if they doing any phase in phase out or replacing old with new so w- how they are actually uh, going to manage it so because the thing is they can't sell the new product if they're not going to do something about the old product right so this is where i take a bit hard line right okay if you want to put the stocks of the new product but what is your selling plan for the old one mm-hmm. right then we start with the proper as we call it the whole demand planning analysis you know what should be your made to stock made to order safety stock aging of the product right how long the stock has been sitting for last 6 months and sold right so aging inventory excess and obsolete inventory so produce those facts and identify these you know like you got this 15 20% of the inventory sitting here and is not moving so before you put more stocks in because every supply chain manager all of us have got this days on hand target right i won't call it gross inventory let's call it days on hand but if you want to bring new product in of course because you are going to get the new product in because if you don't do then you're not a product manager right or you're not going to sell more yeah. to do that please tell me the plan of your 50% inventory which you haven't sold for last 6 months what are you going to do about that right 
So bring that again, the famous topic with both of you, you and me love. It goes into the SNOP notes, right? So when you go from a demand review and and putting the plan together, and then you go to supply review, this is where you should discuss. Okay, the fifty percent warranty either needs to be fire, you know, you have to have a fire sale, you have to give it to somebody or offer to a customer better payment, whatever, right? So what are you going to do about that? So this is where the SQ explanation comes in. But I have a criticism here at the same point. Given the fact the whole ERP and is there for for our time, they are pretty dumb, right? So pr- if 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 the product has not been moved and you put the safety stock in place, our ERP systems, which is the SAP and Oracle, should be smart enough to give uh, like a predictive indicator saying, you know what, this is not selling. Please do something about it. Why you have to take the data out and do the in on the analysis manually in this day and age when everything in our life is bloody push <laughs> notification or some kind of predictive indicator? Why why we why this is even a question really? You know. A system should be doing product classification for us. <laughs> I can understand this, but it, it's you know it's some somehow it's a challenging. Honestly, when it comes to deploying the SQ rationalization, I see that a lot of challenges will come from. I speak from supply chain point of view, but from marketing, they say you know once you come with this attitude and say that guys we need to rationalize these SQs because it's C class whatever the reason is, they will say that it's a strategical SQ. You know. Yeah, I have a point on that. Yes. I th- I I think this is also a bit of BS, right? Because okay, I buy that point if you tell me which customers buy it, <laughs> right? If they can tell, okay, is a strategic SKU, okay, but for which customer? Because strategic SKU cannot be for the two hundred customer you sell, 100%. right? If you sell it to five customers who has forced you to have this in stock because. They sell it for their whatever product, and that makes sense. Then no argument, right? So, and I think this is where what I feel again in my experience, the company, the B two B, because our customers are either distributors or OEMs and all that. I never work for retail, so I cannot comment on that, right? But again, from B two B distributors, wholesalers, OEM perspective, um, our product guy, the guys, uh, product line guys, and, and they, they're not close. They they don't they're not close enough to understand the customer requirements. So one of the key t- uh, tips and tricks I've set is okay. Ha- Happy to put a specific mm-hmm. stock. Please tell me the customer. <laughs> I think you know the final final thing when it comes there is a conflict between the business and functions there. Uh, P and L talks again. P and L talks in terms of that. So uh, what will be the implication of this C class and what is the business risk? Because think about this like this with me that. If this C class is sitting and I have business waste in my inventory, sooner or later it will screw up the P and L with with the provisions. So this, I think, this images or this picture is not very obvious to all marketers because they just look into the P and L currently. But I think the role of the supply chain just to potentially show this uh, potential, uh, would say, business waste inside the P and L with these SQs right now. Yes, you could be also see it like a strategic SQ, but at the end of the day, they have a lot of MOQs. I know there is also a role in the, the supply chain try to minimize these MOQs, but what if we we move to the optimal one? So you have to take a decision. Otherwise, you will keep you know burying your inventory. You will keep burying your P and L, and eventually your margin for this category or for this segment will be screwed up. So, so just, you're right, and the cost to the financial guys. And uh, I try to introduce this concept of uh, dimin- uh, try to introduce this concept of diminishing returns. 
right mm-hmm. because the more there is a point with the more uh, sqs you can and more inventory you're not going to get the same returns right mm-hmm. so this is where you get to get involved the your you know a financial controller or your finance guys and say okay what is the inventory carrying cost for this you know let's call it 15% of the inventory and you don't have to do this complicated inventory carrying cost discussion you have to pay something very dumb and simple so you say okay my total inventory is for easy maths let's say you know uh, 10 million dollars 15% of that is basically which is one you know 1.5 million dollars is is basically slow moving or excess inventory if you take that much money right and put that into a bank and here and run the interest rate which is 7 to 8% so that's the money you are losing so if you rather sell it because eventually the product is that old you is it can't be used anyway so it's going to go to into into your uh, basically uh, into garbage bin but here in certain products you can't even uh, for example I worked to a fertile industry right for bridgestone so the problem was uh, excessive tires it was a nightmare to dispose of them you know why because you have to go through so, so much you actually you you have to have to pay four times more than the value of the tire to dispose four times more because is a rubber material with steel you have to follow lot of legal ue based you know sustainability uh, rules and regulations and uh, so the if the costing of disposition you know to dispose the obsolete product is four times more you 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 rather give it for free right so these are the factors which you can rock bring into the on the table and then uh, and then put it to fc uh, fc you know for financial so so financial controller says you know what i don't care sell for 50% less make a loss that's better than basically paying somebody for you know four times the cost value you know yeah i think this is this is the role of the supply chain to bring everything on the same thing because you know every product has its nature and behavior that's why you you as a supply chain manager or professional you have to bring all of this in s and op yeah. and show to everyone and say guys this is what's happening sure. and we need to take a decision last but not least what is the optimal uh, frequency that you see it from sq rationalization good good question it depends on business to business once i was consulting a jewelry company fashion fast fashion in uh, uh, that is you got to change your uh, your full lineup every 3 months because there's new fashion summer fashion winter fashion whatever right you know if you into fast moving fashion or fast moving consumer goods is is different but if you work for like uh, you know business like tire or or distributor like uh, any industrial product they don't even change you know they have a life cycle of 3 years really right or 2 3 years so nothing changed within the 2 to 3 years there is in between facelifts of certain product but that's fine So in, in if your average product life cycle is 2 to 3 years then doing this analysis every 6 months makes sense you know even as infrequent infrequent as that uh, i used to do every 3 months uh, very rough cut you know you create excel spreadsheet you can th- dump the numbers and do that but the proper one i used to do every 6 months right and then identify because if you identify any slow moving or you know dead product then you have to take 6 months to get rid of it because you have to do at least two to three times in an year so you can put enough pressure on the sales guys and the product line guys to do something about it so it depends on your on the on the business you are in uh, but i would say a rule of thumb should be uh, your product life cycle divided by 12 basically that should be the 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 frequency of the analysis yeah very rough so summary just in that case you say that it, it the the more that you have a shelf lifetime product or the 
the less that you would have uh, the frequency of the SQ rationalization and also from a portfolio management, no, right? Yeah, so the lo longer the product life cycle, mm -hmm. the, the less frequent. Yeah. yeah. The smaller life cycle, more frequent. Exactly, exactly. So, and also from a point of view, not the relaunches, the innovations also, it's it's, it's one of Face the lift, points. Facelifts and mm -hmm. all that, yes. Yeah, correct. yeah. Thank you so much again, Dr. Mudassar, for your time. Lovely episode and looking forward for, for another one. Thank you very much and uh, can't wait to be on your studio and we'll do a live <laughs> podcast, right? Let's, uh, let's do that. Thank you for yeah. having me, Ahmad. It's been a pleasure. You're doing a great job. Big fan of you. So Thank you so much. Cheers, Thank buddy. you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.